our time in the sermon in response to our scripture today will be a conversation with Pastor Luke and Ronid Doratis and Jan Loyley. Uh, several members of the congregation gathered in the Fellowship Hall this morning for breakfast and reflection on Haiti Ministries and with particular occasion to thank Jan for 14 years of leadership in our Haiti ministry here at Pinnacle. As a way of encouraging us to take further responsibility in joy and gratitude for this ministry, she is stepping aside from her leadership role uh, though we'll continue to be a strong supporter of this ministry going forward. So I've invited Jan to join the Doratises and myself this morning uh, for a time of conversation and reflection on what all of this has meant for us and will continue to mean. And all in response to th uh, verses from the very end of the Gospel of Matthew. Listen for the word of God from Matthew in the 28th chapter. And Jesus came, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The word of the Lord. We have been blessed for many years by relationship to Pastor Luke and Harmony Ministries in Haiti. Those who have been able to visit that ministry and work with them understand it most deeply. But we who have been here and watching and learning and supporting and praying and wondering about it all and asking good questions have been also influenced for the better as we learn about the work of God in that land and by extension throughout all the world. Pastor Luke has given witness to us. Ronid has taught us quietly by her presence and by her words when she has been here. And through it all, Jan Loyley has been an active presence and voice in support of this ministry. And so I wanted to begin by asking Jan a question. She knows what question I was going to ask her. We've chatted about this before. But I'm curious, Jan, about what was one of the first things you saw? I mean really noticed in Haiti on your early trips that you didn't expect and that has particularly stayed with you through these years? So it was a long time ago. A long time it's ago. hard to remember and I'm not sure I knew what to expect but uh, to me it was and is Haiti a place of enormously interesting contrast. So when you land in the city and you're in Port-au-Prince, the, there are just crowded masses of people everywhere, activity happening all over the place, cars jammed on horrible roads, the traffic's amazing. And then we would take this old bus up bumpy mountain roads up to the villages. And then when you got there, there was this calm. It was 
beautiful, beautiful mountain villages. And uh, David described the medical clinics that we did. People would line up quietly, peacefully, for hours waiting just for a couple minutes with a doctor and a handful of Toms or anti, you know, some, some other thing like that. Children would sit on their mom's laps for hours without running around or misbehaving at all. So I was amazed at the patients. And I also, everywhere we went, there was beautiful, beautiful music wafting into the nighttime air. It was both in the city, uh, the chaotic city, and out, outside there was beautiful music. Um, on a completely different note, uh, two years after the earthquake was one of our next trips back, and after, uh, I was shocked. I was really shocked. We'd all seen the pictures, but millions and millions of dollars had been donated to the effort. And yet, two years later, there was rubble everywhere. There was very little evidence of rebuilding. Um, it, was, it was shockingly disappointing, and it compelled me over all these years to learn everything I could about international aid, how aid agencies work, what effective aid is, how you find the best partners, that sort of thing. Thank you. Well, on the same, in the same vein, tell us about Harmony Ministries and what your first impression was that has stayed with you in profound ways about the work of Harmony Ministries in that area, that world of contrasts you just described. Harmony Ministries in itself is a contrast. <laughs> so... Uh, in the midst of one of the worst slums in Port-au-Prince is this, is this big church where they do magnificent things. And even after the earthquake, their church had been completely destroyed. All the buildings were completely gone. Yet, when we went to Harmony Ministries, all the rubble had been cleared away. Tents, tarps, actually, at the time. Tarps had been erected. As David said, hundreds of people were coming to worship. They had built a temporary baptismal pool. Um, all, they were doing all of their ministries, so all kinds of good things were happening in the midst of chaos in the rest of the community. So to me, that, that demonstrated an amazing uh, ingenuity, actually. Mm. Uh, it just how do they even figure out how to do this what leadership does it take? You have people who were homeless and living in wherever they were living, but they found a way to rebuild their church, not physically, but to find church and to come together and to help those who needed it. That, that to me was amazing. So what has stood, has impacted you through these years and stayed with you in the most profound ways from all of this? I think the most important thing I've learned, and probably everybody knows it, but um, how important it is to really understand the culture of whoever you are working with, and, um, and not to assume that you know the answers, but to ask the questions. So for me, um, for me it was a learning that if, if, I, if we supported Harmony Ministries as opposed to some big organization, I knew exactly how that was making a difference. Um, that, uh, but that I also knew that I needed to ask questions and listen to Pastor Luke and Ronid and the people there rather than um, making my own what I thought were well-informed assumptions. Uh, I think lots of times our, our assumptions are well-intentioned, but the results go 
wrong. So the importance of listening, so for me in this Haiti initiative, it was to them, but to all of us, to, to ask the questions of what's really needed and listen rather than, than assume. Thank you. I want to let Pastor Luke and Ronid, you'll determine between the two of you how you will tag team the microphone, but I want to ask you the same similar questions about what most surprised you about this ragtag group of folks right here at Pinnacle <laughs> Presbyterian Church. What surprised you about us as you got to know us over these years? When I was invited to come here on the first time, and uh, Jane, you know, and Brother Lee gave me a good welcome and put me separate in the in the casita. <laughs> and uh, I feel that uh, I was really welcome. And coming here on that Sunday. Uh, the love that I received from that uh, cong from the congregation that make me feel God's people that have love will spread the love. So that was really a, a great blessing to me coming here and be among you to worship. That you felt at home and felt the love even of strangers who've become friends. Exactly, yeah. because God's, when God's love is spreading and, it's, and then it's at heart, so wherever you are in the, in the middle of them, you will feel all right, welcome. Ronit, how have we surprised you? Ah. Um, when I came here, I learned about this congregation, love. I see love. And I see generosity mm. from you. And when I go to my people in Haiti, I spread the same love and the same generosity to my people in Haiti. Thank you. What do we have to learn from you that we don't know? <laughs> it's hard to say. Oh, but there are many things. <laughs> it's hard to say because we, uh, when I came here and I see what I'm doing in Haiti, you know, no, not much difference because uh, we sing and we praise and we glorify and the same message. So, what you're doing here, that's what we are doing there in Haiti. But there's a spirit, as Jan said, in these contrasts of patience and persistence that um, I think you may know some things that we don't quite yet. <laughs> well, here you're kind quiet. <laughs> okay, all right. And in the preaching time, you know, everybody at the end may say amen. But in, in, in Haiti, in the worship time or the message time, we, we you know, the kind push the preacher to preach. 
by saying amen along the way. <laughs> and uh, that's what, you know, I'm always looking for to happen. So everybody will be wake up and then helping the preacher. Do they ever tell you when you're done? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I say, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, they really, they always, you know, w looking, waiting for more. But your time here is, you know, to preach is really timely. <laughs> so we go longer in Haiti than over yeah. here. Pastor, I think that the old phrase is one God, one church, yes, one hour. <laughs> That's how the Presbyterians say it. But you would say, God in three persons, worship in three hours, right? Yeah, yeah that's how it works. In, okay, all right. <laughs> and amen. Yeah. What do you have to learn from us? You're timely, and then everything is done properly. Mm. And that's what I learned, and that's, and then the way the, the century is keeping up. So we try to do the same thing, what I, what I see here, and I try to keep the church, you know, proper, and also have the people to really keep on keeping the century clean. Well, I do think, and we want to believe, that partnership in ministry is two-way. That we learn and you learn, that we together serve God's kingdom and learn from each other and become stronger because of friendship. That it's never one way, right? So. That's right. And, uh, and I see what I was looking for also to see after the, after the, you know, the message is giving invitation. To the people to come forward, and that's something I don't see here, but I do it back home. Yeah, you do that. An invitation at the end of the sermon, which for us today is our communion. So even as we gather around the table, that is our invitation to commitment to Christ. To commitment yeah. to Christ. Our scripture today from Matthew, I'll read it again. Jesus says, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. In response to that scripture, I wonder if you could, maybe in a word or two, help us understand what is most important to you and your work of making disciples in Haiti and how we might pray for you and what and for what we should pray for you as you make disciples in Haiti. Uh, Pastor, the Church of Jesus Christ exists to make disciples. And uh, so we, we are engaging in God's work in not only making disciples, but do follow up also. To follow up. 
to be able to build relationships, relationships. more than just build to change people's lives in ongoing ways. Change the people's lives and, uh, and then also keep them to be enthusiastic in continuing persevering. What it, in doing that work, what is the greatest need that we can help you meet? Uh, right now, the greatest need that you can help us in the need that we have is finish uh, the church in Leogan that uh, 2010 that the earthquake did really destroy. So we need the roof, doors, windows, and then benches for church and the school. So that's the church in Leogan. In Leogan. And that's one of how many churches in your ministry? Yes. That's five churches? Five churches. And that's the last to be rebuilt since the earthquake, is that right? Exactly. And in that, what is the great the greatest joy in your ministry that we can join with you in giving thanks for? Uh, not, not only we're trying to do what God has called us to do, but last year you were able to really, that's brought joy to my heart and my wife will need a heart, is building, you know, a house. Mm -hmm. for one of our deacons uh, that did not have a place to stay. And uh, you really, really help us to build that home. And then they are really happy when it's raining. They don't have to worry about nothing. And... Uh, he always, you know, his family, six mm -hmm. children, plus his, him and his mm -hmm. wife, eight, was living in nowhere. But now they are really happy. And that's really brought joy also to my heart. And also the way, you know, Pinnacle has been investing in, in building the new church in Puerto Prince. That's really put plenty joy in our heart. So the joy is great hope in this, and the joy is very specific. In your case, a deacon is really a pastor in the church, works, does much work in the life of the church. And in this case, a deacon with six children now has a place to live. Yes. In part because of the, of the help provided by Haiti. What a great joy that is. And we share in that joy. Yes. And Ronit and Jan, anything to add to that? Yeah. Patience and persistence, as you said. And that, at the end of the day, we all have so much in common. I mean, there are so many differences. The people are so poor. The living conditions are poor. But um, we worship the same God. We have the same hopes for our children to, to lead a better life. Um, there's just, we have this, the same joys and the same sorrows. Strikes me that what we are talking about is the incarnation. It is, all of this is how God comes to us in Jesus Christ. Wherever God is, there is joy, there is a meeting of need, there is a recognition of possibility, there is friendship and relationship 
There is how God is among us, listening, leaning over in to be with us. And in that, we are changed and we learn more of Christ. And through this friendship as well, you are in our hearts, even as, as you are away from us by distance, you are in our hearts and close to us in prayer and in love. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Jan. Thank you all for your support for this ministry. We carry all of this into our communion table today as we gather into a great feast of all nations and all peoples who know God a little and seek to know God more. And so we gather in communion in prayer for you and your ministry. Thank you both very much.